Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 31 You are locked on Pelican. Your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the only daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans, and NBA as a whole, available on iTunes, on Audio Boom, Stitcher, wherever podcasts are found. I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and the NBA never sleeps. We learned that the other day, as on Tuesday evening, Kyrie Irving was traded from the Cleveland Cavaliers to the Boston Celtics. Isaiah Thomas um, and a few other pieces, including that Nets unprotected first round pick in 2018 and Jay Crowder headed to the Cavaliers in what is maybe one of the stranger trades I think I've seen in the NBA almost ever. Rarely do you see two, you know, star players. I won't, I'm hesitant to say superstars here get traded for each other, let alone to rival teams that met each other in the Eastern Conference Finals. In fact, I think that was the first time it's ever happened where two teams who met in the Eastern Conference Finals have traded all stars after uh, during the next off season. So. Weird situation. Obviously, we're going to talk about that. I want to share my thoughts on it in case you weren't able to listen in to WWL Radio on Tuesday night where I popped on to double coverage with Seth Dunlap and Christian Garrick. Talked a little bit about there, but I have a lot of thoughts on this trade. And strangely, strangely, there are still some implications for the Pelicans in this, and I'm going to talk about that as well with you guys. Uh, So we've got a lot to cover in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans, which is brought to you by SeatGeek. Before we get to everything, two things to mention to you guys, and I mentioned this all last week, we've got to do it again here today, and that is, the first is you guys hear the music in the intro to the podcast, and that is provided uh, by a local indie band called Vox and the Hem. They played a show last Sunday, an acoustic show, which was pretty fun. I was there. They're also playing another show this coming Saturday at One-Eyed Jacks in the French Quarter. That's 826 um, this coming Saturday, one Eye Jacks, uh, doors at nine shows at 10 tickets are $12. I'm going to try and make it. It's a lot of fun. They're a really good band. They've got a new album out called Aloha Shores. Uh, and one Eye Jacks is always a great place to catch music, a fun event space. So make sure you can check that out. If you get some time, it should be a lot of fun. Tickets are cheap. Have some drinks, enjoy some local music. That's always a nice thing. And then the other thing is, and this is coming up tonight, and you guys have heard me mention it, and I've been tweeting out the link to it repeatedly. We've got the New Orleans Basketball Hangout, our inaugural one, over at the New Movement Theater uh, on St. Claude in the Bywater area um, at their little bar back there from 6.30 to 8 o'clock or so, 8.30 p.m. Uh, and we're going to have some fun doing this too. So uh, just meet, come, hang out, have a few drinks if you want or, or not. I'm not judging or telling you what to do with your life here. Um, there will be drink specials though. Um, hanging out at the bar there. And then we're actually going to have a show, uh, a special around the horn, pardon the interruption style live show inside the theater, uh, along with Chris True. I'll be one of the guests on that. And we're going to be recording a live edition of Locked on Pelicans during this. So if you're there and you want to come up, say, say something, 
uh, ask some questions. We're going to be having audience participation and everything. We don't have a full plan yet, but it should be a lot of fun. Just come out, hang out on a Thursday evening uh, when you got nothing else to do. Check out some local comedy. Um, it should have a couple other guests there. I think Fletcher Mackle is going to be coming. Uh, Scott Alexander, uh, host of Primetime Sports with Scott Alexander, is going to be coming as well. So it should be a lot of fun. We're all going to hang out, talk some hoops. Uh, I'm sure everyone's got questions on their mind, especially after this Kyrie Irving trade. This is a great way to get out there, you know, meet some people and just enjoy yourself. So make sure, uh, like I said, the new movement theater, it's 2706 St. Claude Avenue, 70117, 6.30 to 8.30 or so. We're going to see how long it's going to go for, but it should be a lot of fun. Uh, and I hope to see you all there. So let's get right to the Kyrie Irving trade. And this is a weird deal. And look, the the trade makes sense for both sides. The Cavs had a player, an all-star in Kyrie Irving who wanted out. And there's, you know, you lose a lot of leverage. He's under contract for two more years. So you could conceivably keep him there and just say, too bad, you're going to play. But if you look at it, this really doesn't tend to be the case um, when it comes to uh, players in, in almost any sport. If there's a soccer player and he wants out, they usually end up selling him. Same thing, if a guy doesn't want to be there, you kind of want to get rid of them because uh, it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to keep him there because of uh, chemistry issues. They might not play as hard and, and so on and so on and so on. So it makes sense to just try and move on from these type of guys. So I get it from that sense. And, you know, you have the Celtics on the flip side who are absolutely terrified, it seems, of this potential Isaiah Thomas contract that they're going to run up to in another year. And this is a guy who's going to be 30. He's five foot nine, so very short point guard here. And you've got to wonder if he is worth, say, 30 plus million or like a $200 million max deal over five years. And yeah, I mean, this is the, a similar situation that the Pelicans kind of ran into with Drew Holiday. You knew he had all the leverage. He was going to maximize every dollar he could. He wasn't going to get a max deal. And I don't think Isaiah Thomas is going to get a max deal. But certainly when you're looking at this, all of a sudden you're like, oh, no, this contract for Isaiah Thomas is going to be pretty brutal, even if it's $25 million a year, let's say. Again, for a 30-year-old who's five foot nine in the NBA. And look, Isaiah Thomas is a great player. He was in the MVP conversation last year. averaged something like 29 points per game. And he can score the rock. He averaged almost six assists per game. I think that's, those are really good stats. He led the team to the Eastern Conference uh, Finals. They got nearish. They weren't going to beat LeBron, but they got nearish to you know the NBA Finals. Uh, but he also doesn't defend. I think there's very real questions if you want him leading your team going forward. And if you're giving him that kind of money, it makes him difficult to trade. But at the same point, and this is where it's similar to what happened with the Pelicans in Holiday, you can't just... Um, all of a sudden let him walk and and get nothing in return. And that's really the big issue here. So they kind of, both teams wanted to trade these point guards and it eventually came together that they traded them for each other. So the uh, Celtics get Kyrie Irving. Um, the Cavaliers get Isaiah Thomas on his expiring, his, you know, contract year where he's going to be very motivated. Um, Ante Zizic, the 20 year old center who's from Europe somewhere and is very relatively unproven. They don't really know much or anything about here. They also get Jay Crowder. That's a big get for the Cavaliers. We're going to talk about that in a minute, along with the Nets 2018 unprotected first round pick. And the Nets are not a good team. And they're probably, despite having a pretty good offseason, uh, bringing in D'Angelo Russell, Damari Carroll, and a couple of other guys, like, yeah, they've, done, they've made some moves where they've improved, but they're still not very 
good. And we're just going to kind of break this all down right here in Locked On Pelicans. Now, before I give you my thoughts on it, don't forget we do have a Locked On NBA podcast hosted by David Locke, the radio voice of the Utah Jazz, who's the founder of the Locked On Podcast Network, who's got um, a couple of guys on there breaking it down, talking the angles from the Cavaliers side, the Boston Celtics side. And while I can give you my takes, those guys know a little bit more about everything. So make sure you listen to the most recent edition of the Locked On NBA podcast. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. So my take on this trade, and I think, again, it makes sense for both teams um, absolutely to do this move, and they needed to, is it, it makes sense. It's a good trade for both sides, actually, but it makes them both oddly kind of worse in the short term. The Cavaliers do get a little bit better because you replace Kyrie Irving's scoring with Isaiah Thomas. You get Jay Crowder, who's going to be able to help you on the perimeter, especially defensively, and he's better than any of the other wings they have um, in J.R. Smith. Um, and Iman Shumpert, who was virtually unplayable um, and, uh, you know, in the playoffs for him was really bad in hurting them. So he improved that way. And, you know, uh, Kyrie Irving's really bad at defense. Isaiah Thomas is also really bad on defense, so he's slightly worse than Kyrie Irving is. But more or less, it's just kind of a wash for him. So I think they improve this season, and maybe their long-term outlook is worse. But their long-term outlook improves because they do have that Nets 2018 first-round pick. And when people are going to start to say, hey, this is you know going to be a, a great or a bad pick, and it's not as worthwhile as it was before, the Nets had the worst record in the league uh, last season, by far, I think it was. And obviously, they had the first overall pick, which went to the Celtics. Um, but they won 20 games last year. If they improve by 10 games and jump to 30 wins, so a 50% improvement, and finish with 30 wins, they're still fifth worst in the league last season. 30 wins would put you at the fifth worst record. Or, yeah, 30 wins would put you at the fifth worst record. That's exactly it. And so... It, they're still going to be bad, even if they have massive improvement. And, you know, maybe they do make a 10-win jump, but geez, still, just 30 wins. They're still not a good team. Uh, and you're still looking at a very high lottery pick that has potential to bounce the right way and get and become even higher. And we're going to touch on it in the second half of the podcast here. Uh, they can also potentially, you know, uh, trade that pick for someone else in the middle of the season, even though they're getting close to being hard-capped and, and maxing everything out. Um but look, for them, it makes sense. You had a guy who didn't want to be here. You, you replace his score, and you actually improve on the perimeter defensively and when it comes to three-point shooting. Um, Crowder shot over 40% from the corners last year. I think it was like 43% from the short corners. That's really good. Like, if you're the Cavs, you've got to be thrilled. On the flip side, if you're the Celtics, this helps you out long-term. I said they were terrified of paying him and having to give him money or risk losing him for nothing. And here... At least they don't have to worry about that. All of a sudden now, you have Kyrie Irving who's under contract two more years. It delays everything a little bit where you have to, you know, uh, make a decision that potentially more or less locks you in on your current path. And by doing this right now, next season, their salary is lower. I had a debate with Mason Ginsburg in one of the G-chats we're in about this. 
being further away from the luxury tax and the and the um, over the ca- away from the luxury tax. That's what I mean. Is only a good thing, and this move puts them further away than it would have been had they re-signed Isaiah Thomas for at least one year. That means next season, when they're an over-the-cap team, they're likely going to have the full non-taxpayer mid-level exception available to them rather than the taxpayer mid-level exception, and they don't necessarily need to worry as much about hard-capping themselves. That's a really good thing to have. Um, on you know, in the ability to improve, it's a difference of about three million or so a year. That can get you a guy in this day and age now who's a very good player, especially because there's not going to be a lot of cap space next year. Speaking of that, the Celtics have an open roster spot now after this trade. Guy who makes a lot of sense for them, Dante Cunningham. You need some wing depth, a guy who can at least shoot somewhat okay from three point range, who works hard on defense. He's certainly not anywhere close to Jay Crowder level. But he can he fits he just makes a ton of sense in there. I wouldn't be shocked if that's where he goes. I wouldn't be shocked if New Orleans does not get him back at all. I think at this point that's the prevailing theory, and I can tell you that much for sure. You know, it, it doesn't seem like he's going to be back next year, but who knows? That's a piece I'd like to have back, but isn't a game changer by any stretch of the means. But anyway, I digress. We're talking about the Kyrie Irving and Isaiah Thomas trade. So both teams make sense. I think the Celtics now are going to have a tougher time playing the Cavaliers in the playoffs. And look, I mean, this is the uh, Eastern Conference final. We're expecting to get unless a team like the Wizards, you know, jumps up a level. But these are the the two teams of the class of the Eastern Conference so far, especially with the Celtics having added Gordon Hayward this offseason. But who's going to guard LeBron? Now, you know, Hayward's not a great defender. You lose Crowder, who did an admirable job. No one's stopping LeBron, but you at least want to try and slow him down and make other people beat you. And, you know, that's kind of the the idea here. So, you know, they don't really have a guy who can do that right now, and I think that hurts them. Long term, I think this is a better trade for the Celtics, without a doubt. But in the short term this year, and we can evaluate it now and in the future, I think it's going to be, you know, a win for the Celtics long term. But right now, it's certainly a good way for the Cavaliers to move on from Kyrie Irving. Now, before I get into what this means for your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by SeatGeek. And buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated, but there is a better, simpler way to buy with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to live events. With SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. Two taps on your phone. That's it, you guys. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person, and SeatGeek will help you uh, get closer to the action for a great value. I've told you how I use the SeatGeek app uh, personally to get Saints tickets, uh, whether they're playing the Falcons or the Panthers, a number of other things. You can go to Champion Square, two taps of your phone, and all of a sudden you're walking into the Superdome. It's just stupidly easy. And, you know, SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. And you get the most bang for your buck. SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats. Plus, each purchase is fully guaranteed. uh, So you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. And best of all, my listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app, go to settings, enter promo code, and put in L-O-N-B-A. 
That's L-O-N-B-A for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase to make sure you get in on the action that you want to see. All right, so what you all want to know, how does this impact the Pelicans and why am I saying it does? And, and there's a reason here, and we've long heard the speculation. They're not rumors. It's speculation. Rumors imply that you know the teams are talking or maybe they're working on a deal for Anthony Davis to the Celtics or that Anthony Davis wants to go there and so on, whatever. There's no rumors about any of this. It's all speculation based on other people just thinking that this makes sense and kind of throwing it out there and seeing if it'll occur more or less. Um, but there's no rumors. It's just rampant speculation, but nothing really to back it up. And I think a lot of people think this move of the Celtics finally using some of their assets um, to acquire a big star player means they're not going to keep being linked to Anthony Davis. And I don't think that is the case. I think um, they're still going to be linked, especially around the trade deadline, assuming the team isn't very good at this point. They still have a lot of young players and another future first-round pick that could potentially be very good. Don't forget in the trade that sent Philly the number one overall pick, the Celtics got back the third pick, which they used to draft uh, Jason Tatum, three overall. They also got the Lakers' future unprotected first-round pick, I believe, uh, from Philly. It's going to be a worthwhile pick, too. Somewhere in the top 10, I don't exactly know, but this Lakers team is still young, not particularly very good just yet. Eventually will be, but still. So you still have Jason Tatum. You still have that Lakers pick. You have Marcus Smart, and you have Jalen Brown, their first-round pick from two years ago. That's four assets right there that do have some value, especially in young players who, you know, Jalen Brown showed he could be quite good. The Celtics would have taken Tatum number one overall. They liked him that much, uh, but managed to snag him at three. Uh, That shows you at least their belief in him, that Lakers pick is something. And Marcus Smart has some value. I'm not as high on him as others, uh, but he makes sense. So I don't think that we are done hearing um, the whole speculation of AD to the Celtics because they still do have pieces they can use to get him. And more than that, though, this just adds another damn name into the race to annoy us when these leaks come out, and that's going to be the Cavaliers. Now with this 2018 unprotected Nets pick, and like I said, that's still going to be like a top five pick most likely. Uh, Even again, if they have a 50% improvement, there's still 30 games, that's it. Um, And obviously things came out of, hey, you know, maybe the Cavs are going to offer that first round pick and Kevin Love to the uh, Pelicans for Anthony Davis or maybe to Marcus Cousins. No, not going to ha- Well, I mean, yeah, maybe they offer it, but Pels are just going to hang up the phone and say no, especially to that. They might listen, depending on how bad they are and how bad things are looking, and if Davis says he wants out or they're intent on trading to Marcus Cousins, they might listen to, say, Jalen Brown and a future first-round pick for Cousins, um, something like that, potentially. I don't quite know, but there, there's potential there for a situation like that. Wouldn't be surprised um, if they have like a, a significant losing record at the trade deadline. But I don't think anyone's anticipating that happening. So you're going to still hear the speculation. I don't think this rules out the Celtics whatsoever as a potential suitor for Davis. Of course, every team should be a potential suitor for Anthony Davis. So again, don't read too much into it here. But certainly, this isn't the last we've heard. And this is probably only going to create louder fires because you know the Cavs probably really need to go all in on trying to acquire another player to really put a team together that can challenge the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, they probably want to keep that 2018 Nets pick in case LeBron leaves, which seems you know much more likely uh, than not after 
everything, at, you know, after this offseason of Griffin being fired, of Kyrie Irving wanting out and other issues here, that, you know, at least you have that to also help you rebuild and not really much in the war chest when it comes to first-round picks in the future. And they're likely to be very, very bad. You saw what happened after LeBron left um, them before. They were atrocious. So they're trying to avoid a situation uh, like that. So it's very interesting um, and everything. So I, I don't think we've heard the last of all this. Again, it's speculation. There are not rumors. Don't say there's rumors. Don't try and link too many things together, which people are known to do. It's just speculation. That's it. People saying things just because it seems to make sense. That happens all the time in like every industry and things around the world. So don't worry too much about it because I don't, there's no truth to it until we start seeing some real serious leaks when Woj is saying something or Shams. By the way, that's almost as interesting of a subplot when it comes to this Kyrie Irving stuff is, is Woj going to break it or Shams going to break it? over at the vertical with Yahoo. And now that Woj is at ESPN, it's like, this is more interesting who had it first there at times. Um, always keeps going. The NBA off season's very, very entertaining. Certainly we've had another blockbuster along with Paul George being traded. Jimmy Butler, as I dropped my pen here, being traded, man, just an absolute mess. And, you know, speaking of those two guys, since we're, I've mentioned them, you know, I don't think the Celtics really tried to get Jimmy Butler around the draft um, and the start of free agency and all of that when he or before the draft when he was moved to um, Minnesota. But it certainly sounds like they were trying to get Paul George. And Paul George is a better player than Kyrie Irving. I don't put Kyrie Irving in the top 20 players in the NBA, maybe top 25, but maybe not. I think you could make an argument either way on this. Um, so it's kind of interesting there too. So this makes it look like it's an overpay for him, by the way, as we've said, though, I think long-term it's probably the right move for them to make, but man, this is the offer they throw out for a lesser player when you could have made an offer like this for Paul George and they didn't. And instead, Paul George just goes for Victor Oladipo and the younger Sabonis. And it's, wow, a little surprising that this is the move they decided to pull the trigger on rather than someone else. Um, and potentially they would have been able to keep um, Isaiah Thomas if they made a move for Paul George too. You never know. Though I think they really just wanted to get rid of him so they don't have to make a decision on this. But shows you who knows what's going on behind the scenes at times because this kind of came out of nowhere and took everyone by storm. This late in the NBA offseason, I went on WWL with Christian and Seth last night because they, the national NBA experts, and I go on there pretty frequently with them. You guys know I co-host on there on occasion too in studio. And, you know, they couldn't get anyone because they were all scrambling so much with having to write stories, talk to different things about it all. It was a bit of a surprise how late it happened in the season. Also, like guys like Windhorse from ESPN were on vacation. So it's always kind of funny to see how this all shakes down. I was on with Seth co-hosting last week. Yeah, last week, I think. Or the week before, something like that. Uh, we had Kurt... Um, Helen on with uh, NBCProBasketballTalk.com. He was like, I never get asked to do radio bits uh, in you know the middle of August. But he's like, I've been busy now because this NBA offseason has been just absolutely wild. It seems now maybe it'll stop, but who knows? Maybe the Pelicans come out and surprise us with something. It's not a prediction. That's not based on any inside info. It's me just talking. Don't put too much stock into that. So that'll do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans, breaking down everything you need to know with the Kyrie Irving trade, the minor fallout that might come from it for the Pelicans. And don't forget, one more podcast later this week going to be 
a live edition from the show tonight at the New Movement Theater in St. Claude, 6.30 to 8.30 or so. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, so come out if you can. We're going to have the little sh- uh, comedy show after, which I'm going to be a part of and probably massively embarrass myself. But come out. Meet me, Chris. We might have some other BourbonStreetShots.com guys there as well. It'll be a lot of fun just to hang out and chill and talk some hoops because there's a lot going on in the NBA. So before I go, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to them at. That really does make a difference. If you can, download iTunes, get on iTunes, rate it five stars, and leave a comment. Put things you want me to talk about in there as well. I always will uh, appreciate ideas for shows and the topics that you all want to hear. Don't forget, you can follow the podcast on Twitter. It's at LockedOnPels. And please like it on Facebook. Just search Locked on Pelicans. Believe it or not, that makes a difference in keeping this free for you guys five days a week during the season and doing fun things like the live podcast and the NBA hangout we're going to do. So again, I'm your host, Jake Madison. Thank you all for listening, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow tomorrow.